0: Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Chamber. Joined, as always, with my co-host, Nick Smith. Nick... uh we, uh, we we were having like minds today, I guess a little that's bit, right. yeah. So. Because we've
1: been hanging out too much, Steve. We have. I mean, we have. We both we,
0: made the fantasy football playoffs, and so we celebrated right. by wearing black. Barely,
1: <laughs> barely, barely. But yes, I did make it. If anything, I'm wearing black to you know mourn a couple of my players' losses. But yeah, I'm I'm there. there you there into you go. It. There you go. Well,
0: uh, we are so glad to be back once again in our sponsors' uh, studio space, Podcast dot So grateful for their support and the continued setup. We were getting a video video tour of their new facility coming online soon and we are very excited to see uh what they have in store for uh 2024 and beyond so That's if you're thinking right. about getting in the podcast world or you have one and and want to start incorporating video i mean these guys are the place to be i mean they are the premier uh video podcast uh entrepreneurs and up here and with the weather Arkansas.
1: changing you know our first podcast at the beginning of this year were filmed when the room was about 30 degrees yes so it should be noted that outside this morning it was about 29 degrees <laughs> but in here it is a very nice temperature and i feel great so no, no space heaters needed. Yes. yes. Yeah. We don't have to worry about the buzz
0: in the background to, to, <laughs> to edit out later, but exactly, uh, I, I'm very excited about our show today because uh, we get to talk with Shannon Jones. She is the executive director of Theater Squared. I am a drama minor. You, you wouldn't know to look at me, but no. I've acted in plays. I've directed, so I'm very passionate about the theater. That explains and the beard. It, it does. You know? It does, yeah. Just like I don't have a beret, you know, so. <laughs> But uh, no, so I'm very excited to be be talking with her uh, specifically about how the performing arts strengthens the thriving Northwest Arkansas, which is the title of today's episode. So very excited to do that. But before that, let's hit the news and then we'll uh, introduce the topic. Can do. So first thing, NWOE in the news, year
1: over year, wage growth for restaurant workers in Northwest Arkansas rose by 5.6% in October. That's up from uh, 4.2% in September. This is really big news because a lot of the things that we've been hearing from folks, especially in... uh, uh, the uh, leisure and hospitality industry is that they've just taken a beating post-COVID. So it was some good news that's been coming out of that industry here uh, recently in terms of that. Uh, that's still not where we would like it to be. There's still a lot of uh, growth that needs to happen. Housing's still rising,
0: but you that's know, right. We, we are we're...
1: happy to see that that rise did happen uh, substantially, and that's over what it, we've seen nationally as well. So that's something and with that inflation should be cooling. That's it's a good thing. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Uh, next thing: University of Arkansas athletics officials on Tuesday announced. Arkansas Edge. This was Tuesday last week. That's a name, image, and likeness collective supporting all 465-plus student-athletes there at the university. Uh, this is something that some of the bigger universities have been doing, but it's pretty neat uh, if you follow that NIL deal stuff that's been going on. Uh, it'll just essentially allow for folks, uh, even as uh, you know, small-timers like myself, if I wanted to try and contribute, we can contribute to that NIL collective deal, uh, the Arkansas Edge, to help out those student-athletes and make sure that uh, Arkansas can stay uh competitive with that there, so that's pretty neat. Uh, next thing, of course, it is the holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. Hanukkah is happening right now through yes, Thursday. Eight crazy nights. That's right, and then uh, Christmas is a couple of weeks out, so, you know, really, especially in a year like this where you've got Hanukkah right smack in the middle between Thanksgiving and Christmas and you've got uh, all of that kind of stuff happening, you really see just how crazy the events happen around northwest Arkansas, how quick all of that stuff oh, yeah. happens. And uh, I know Theater Squared is neck deep in a Christmas carol, right? So so you That's guys right. have lots going on there, too. We
2: certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> Never a dull moment. No, That's right. I, I can't That's imagine right. there
0: is.
1: Yeah, she's like, what? Three goes. She's got about a million, right? Yeah. You know, coming up. So I... I do not envy your position there. Let's put it that way. Uh, And then last but not least, the Walmart Arkansas Music Pavilion in Rogers sold a record 318,521 tickets this year. That's up from 275,000 last year. Ticket revenue increased by 12% to 15.9 million from 14.2 million. Uh, This is just a callback again to why uh, having the amp in Northwest Arkansas has been such a great economic driver and uh, something that just continues to excite people every time they make an announcement about out, new concerts and whatnot. I mean, you see those tickets go flying. Oh it's, yeah, It's great.
0: Well, I saw a uh, quote from an interview the other day where Lana Del Rey talked about she knew she had achieved success because she had 80,000 people in line to order 15,000 tickets <laughs> when she announced her show coming to the amp. She's like, I'm famous in Arkansas, so, you know, I, my life is complete. So She's not wrong. No, I mean, no. you know, she's not wrong when it comes to that. So No, the amp is, is absolutely incredible just as, you know, part of the performing arts scene, just being able to have, like, national, internationally known Bands and artists come and and perform and just put Rogers. I I always love when you go to like the the concerts that they're announcing, you're looking, you just see it says Rogers. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they're coming to It's not like, you know, it's not like Dallas. They're coming to Rogers.
1: It (laughs) really is cool. I mean, you know, that was a selling point for me to get some family members up here too. Is, you know, anytime people think Arkansas, I don't think they think like a happening, burgeoning arts and music scene. (laughs) And yeah, you just send them to that
0: Walmart AMP page. Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, well, speaking of the arts, I mean, we we have, uh, you know, throughout northwest arkansas you know we have so many opportunities for arts and for artists not just you know the the more you know the most famous ones crystal bridges and the and the walmart amp and of course you know the walton art center but also a lot of the uh, the other organizations that are out there that are still mm-hmm. doing and growing and thriving in art theater squared been to your facility several times pre- and post-renovation and just that new facility is incredible um and just being able to, to have that there as well you know the symphony sona symphony northwest arkansas arkansas public theater the downtown rogers art walk i mean there's just there's always art and creativity going on i mean even had you know my kids attended arkansas arts academy for several years and got to go and -hmm. and do you know live performances and music and, and you know all sorts of things like that and art is just a great way i mean even looking at it from a workforce development perspective it fosters creativity it fosters building connections and just opening your brain to work in different ways and so it's a great thing as a workforce development tool because in today's rapidly changing society, we have to have creative problem solvers and creative thinkers. And that's what the business community is looking for. Uh, when you're shifting to skills based hiring, as a lot of our organizations are doing, so lining up with the arts is just an absolutely fantastic career pathways for kids. And so we're very excited again, as I said, to have Shannon Jones, the executive director for Theater Squared, here. And if you're not familiar with Theater Squared, a what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> that you probably aren't paying attention because exactly, they're everywhere. They're man. everywhere, yeah, and, yes, and they have, have programs the Carol for going on. everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I went and saw the the Kim's Convenience when, when it was in town. That was a really fun program. I thought that was a really great play, and I'd never seen the Netflix show. I just knew it was, and so I said, oh, we'll just see what this is about. <laughs> Had a wonderful time. Absolutely incredible. Um, but Theater Squared is Northwest Arkansas's theater. It offers a unique audience experience of immersive, professional productions in an intimate setting. Its pioneering work has been recognized with the 2022 Obie Award, as well as critical acclaim from the New York Times as the best theater of 2020. It's been recognized by The New Yorker, The Wall Street Journal, NPR's All Things Considered, and and the American Theater Wing, who is the founder of the Tony Awards. So we got a lot of stuff going on in the little building and in, down, in, down in Fayetteville. So uh, Shannon, right. tell, tell us a little bit about it. Well, first off, what is an OB Award, just so I understand that specifically? It seems like a very industry-specific.
2: It is definitely an industry-specific award. Um, the Obies basically are kind of one of our cultural arts cornerstone uh, awards. So... Um, you'll see theaters, other cultural arts organizations uh, receive that for excellence in um, excellence in their field, and so to be recognized for that um, is really incredible. Um, we we were really fortunate during the pandemic times um, to be able to continue our work. We shifted to, um, we shifted to streaming to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, with our work on Russian troll farm, it kind of transformed uh, the theater medium a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And we had this opportunity to still create theater now in a digital age. And so that recognition and that kind of innovation is the type of work that theater square does. And so being recognized for that is really incredible.
1: And you guys did that pivot pretty quick, if I yeah. remember, too, right? Like
2: It was very quick.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I think a lot of groups, uh, you know, had to, well, everyone had to adapt, obviously, during that. But I mean, I don't know the exact timeline, but y'all were, were turning that stuff Around pretty quickly as soon as things shut down, like end of March to when you guys did that.
2: Yes. So, we, so, you know, pandemic shut down half in March. We were mid show in a couple of runs and we took our pause and basically almost immediately invested in streaming equipment, mm-hmm. uh, four camera PTZ setup basically to say, hey, here's how we can still be able to reach our audiences um, when we have to all be separated. And, uh, you know, in our industry, theater is one of the first ones to shut down and mm-hmm. one of the last ones to recover. Um, so being able to show that commitment to our audiences and to our staff as well, yeah. um, you know, to keep that work going is really important. And so not too long, um, I'd say by by maybe June, July, we had all of our streaming equipment in. We had a little bit of a learning curve. Um, August, <laughs> yes. uh, August we uh, you know August we had um, uh, a little concert uh, that was kind of our test run mm-hmm. and then by about September of that year um, we had started streaming productions and that was a really incredible uh, challenging time but definitely oh, yeah. oh, definitely sure. something that we're really proud well, of.
0: It's a testament to one like your leadership to you know the arts person had a creative idea what are the odds <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but also like the leadership of your board of directors to be willing to make that investment in I mean that was scary times I mean people were you know spraying down cereal boxes you know I mean like it was scary and so you know to be able to have just such a forward-thinking organization to say okay this is this is was a setback but here's how we take advantage of it and be one of the first to do that was just absolutely brilliant well and I think you all too it's
1: important when we talk about some of the projects that you all have worked on especially your impact on Uh, I know kids. I know my uh, son, actually, one of the first things we were ever ever able to take him to was actually one of the programs that you guys have uh, for uh, like pre-K. And my wife was able to take him down. I forget the name of the show that they went to. But he came back absolutely obsessed and has wanted to do uh, a couple of different. We did like a trike theater summer program and a, a sprint. Like he's he's all in now. He's he's like full on. He wants to do musicals. Wants to do the whole thing. That's the plan. We have a, a, <laughs> a Christmas on. pageant that we're going to tonight. The littlest Christmas tree. He wasn't qualified because he's my kid and he's you know not quite the littlest Christmas tree in second grade. <laughs> However, he's just he's pumped. He's pumped about the whole thing and the fact that you all were able to get that stuff going so fast and get it out there. I think for me was pivotal because you have kids who at that point were just starting to try and do AMI at home and mm-hmm. learn it and the the stuff in terms of how they were digesting media was very detrimental at the time just because it was so new. So it was nice for them to have something that we could point to and say, look, there's still some fun, happy things happening that are live that aren't just instruction or from a workbook or what have you. And you guys really kind of set the tone for a lot of uh, a lot of companies to be able to, to take those kinds of ideas and adapt them out there and I know we were able to start doing, like, c to cs and whatnot online, uh, and it took us a while getting <laughs> getting our, you know, bearings, and that was
0: just with the recording Skype calls. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> worked out well, yeah. Skype, Zoom. Sh- sh- shifted the podcast to, you know, Zoom only for a bit. That's and, right. Know, but that's, that still had some problems, <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Well, and, and before we dive deeper into uh, the art scene in Northwest Arkansas, too, I also want to get on your background a little bit. So before... Uh, You were an NWA. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I, you know, pulled up your bio, tried to do a little bit of (laughs) cyber-stalking on you beforehand. But you actually got your BFA from UCF, right, down in Florida? That's right. And so you're an East Coaster and did a bunch of stuff when it came to the East Coast. So what brought you into Northwest Arkansas?
2: So the theater industry, I think like many industries, is very small and very connected, even though it is a very vast industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working in Birmingham um, at a children's theater. Actually, Um, and one of my mentors and a boss that I worked with there had worked with our our artistic director for Theater Squared, Bob Ford, and he reached out to her one day looking for stage managers. Um, That's my background. Okay, And he was reaching out to say, hey, do you know? Do you know anyone like I need another you? I need someone who's you know who's really good at doing these things, and she wasn't available. Um, <laughs> but she she uh, she recommended me. Um, she was like, I think I got just the person for you, and. Uh, and she talked to me about it, and I was like, I don't know that I'm interested in going to Arkansas. I was, <laughs> I was definitely a convert, but um, you
0: were in Alabama, so I mean, come yeah, on. I, know, I mean, it's kind of it is a step up. That's true. <laughs> but she was closer uh, to the Gulf Coast. That's so true. I, mean, no, I, I, I know, can see yeah, the yeah, argument yeah. she's making I, there. I, I grew up on an island too. Like <laughs> I, I understand the power of beaches. Man. I just
2: kept moving further and further away from the beach after growing right. up in Florida. <laughs> um, but but what what ended up happening was Bob and I had. Probably the most incredible conversation I've ever had. Um, and it was one of those moments where it is, you don't realize it when it's happening, but it's kind of a, a life-changing shift. Mm-hmm. And from that conversation, I was like, I got to go to Arkansas. I have to see what this theater is about, what this town is about. And and a few months later, I you know finished up the contract I was on. I, they offered me the position here. Um, and so... I came here in August of 2014, started out as an assistant stage manager, and then I haven't left. <laughs> yeah, that's the story of so many people in Northwest
0: Arkansas. I came here on a two-year assignment. That was 23 years it ago. It really
2: yep. Well, and, you know, the I think the the wonderful thing about Theater Square and about Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas is there's just so much growth potential and we've really Mm -hmm. seen it and you know i've been here for nine almost ten years and just the way that the landscape has grown and shifted like it is really incredible um and it's an incredible place to be a part of and i always like to tell people i was like i grew up with theater squared um i you know my career trajectory is very much in, in line with the career tra- uh, with the trajectory of the theater itself. Yeah. And so it's really awesome to be in a place like that. So I, you know, I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned, you know, it's a it's a small community, but it's a really big group. Mm-hmm. Um because I mean, the the arts and cultural sector actually has about 5.1 million jobs across the United States. So I mean, that's not a small chunk of people, yeah. you know. Well, and and the
1: investment too that you're seeing um, industry-wide, I think, has been substantial, but uh, talk a little bit about, like, in Northwest Arkansas, what you've seen since 2014 in terms of, like, we talked about you guys have a new building, but, like, are you seeing the landscape in terms of support for the arts? Like, what's that looked like since you've been here over the last decade?
2: Is is been the, It's been there the whole time and growing. I mean, theater, you know, our... Our region is hungry for arts and culture. We wouldn't be able to have a professional theater like like Theater Squared without that desire from our community around us. And, you know, to build something from the ground up and get to where we are as an organization now you can't do that if there's not this, if there's not the support and the desire there. Mm-hmm. So you, you see that and you see people's investment, um, and it drives our, you know, ethos as an organization to continue to put out, um, world-class work, like, and, yeah. and this idea that you don't have to go to New York, you don't have to go to Chicago or LA, mm-hmm. um, or any of these, you know, major theater hubs to see world-class, you know, world-class art. And we're bringing that here in in mid-america and you know there's it's it's really incredible to be able to do that and you (laughs) and you know you know you know it's there because you have the support and that's you know that support is also how we're able to um build you know build our new building um so much support from the community um but also foundations and organizations that see that need and they're like yes how can we support this and how can we help build it up
0: yeah now in in that support over that time is it you know obviously northwest arkansas 37 people a day moving to this area coming from all over the world. But do you, do you see that there's a lot of support from like locals that, that have been here, like long time residents, or is it kind of a lot of people that I moved here a couple years ago and want to get plugged in? Or is it kind of a mix uh, in, in a, uh, of everything?
2: I think it's definitely a mix. We have, we have an incredibly um, loyal and strong base of supporters, mm-hmm. um, people who were here, you know, long before I got long before I got to Northwest Arkansas, but who've been, Um, with Theater Squared, with the art scene from the very beginning. Um, But one of the things that the pandemic actually provided us was this chance of renewal. And that's really what we're working on now as an organization is like building up that next generation, Mm -hmm. um, getting that next level of theater goers. And that's not just for people coming in to see the shows, but it's also, you know, increasing our educational opportunities and that programming and that is, is definitely a mix right. um, when, we, when we see people coming in And through the theater for sure.
0: it, It's been a while Since I've uh, been able to do this uh, Mainly just because I don't <laughs> qualify anymore But I think what's, what I really like That you do Is you have the special Under 30 yes. age pricing So people aren't priced out Of the theater So you can still better engage The college students Or the, the young professionals That are looking for arts and culture And looking for that Third space environment Because mm-hmm. I think one of the coolest things About your building if, you, if you've never been there, it's you have the little coffee shop The little bar the little pizza place like it's all right there and so it's a, a true sense of community waiting mm-hmm. to go into the show yeah
2: and that was very that was very intentional um our our team when we first you know were saying like all right we're moving to this new space what what do we want this to be we got the opportunity to design this and build this um for from the ground up for what our community needed what we need as an organization and 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 there is this idea of theater being inaccessible or like, that's not for me, or these ticket prices are exorbitant. You're not and a mink I coat
0: and a four carat diamond right. ring. While and, you yeah. Yeah.
2: And, 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 you know, <laughs> theater is something that connects us all. You know, the arts is something that connects us, you know, as, as humans and individuals. And so um, why would we want to build a space that, that clothes people off from that? So the design of our building is very intentional, um, Yes, like you said, we have the commons, um, which is uh, our cafe is open, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you can come in. You don't. You don't even have to go see a yeah. show. We have people who come in and study. We have people who do events there. Um, we do free programming. We just had a hot cocoa social the other day. I think we saw like six hundred nice. kids and families Jeez. coming through. It was wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, that's you know, that's that first entry point. That's mm-hmm. that first entry point. Um, and we've definitely even had some people who are like, "Oh, what's that building over there?" Like, "Oh yeah, it's a little it's a little coffee shop." And they don't even know even realize that the theater's there but that's that's your entryway and that's your point um to be to be able to access this space and then we you know of course yes we support it with um our our programming with things like our our 30 under 30 we have our um lights up for access um we have things like vet ticks um different Uh, different opportunities for people to engage with the theater and we want to make it accessible and we are really committed to keeping our ticket prices um, affordable so Mm -hmm. everyone can access it.
1: Is this something that that is like theater squared specific or is it it's something that I think you're seeing industry-wide and the the reason I ask that is like I think it's been a stereotype of performing arts in general for years um, that like Steve mentioned it's this the mink coat attitude that folks have had and that it's like a a status to have the broadway you know full season tickets type deal so much so that even shows were made about it as to satirize it like the producers Mm -hmm. you know that that whole culture surrounding it and skewering it all the way back in the the 70s and you really haven't seen many programs start to tackle those kinds of issues i think until probably here in the last couple of decades Is that something that's happening industry-wide? Is that really kind of a a Northwest Arkansas or a a more local microcosm of theater? Like, What what are you seeing in terms of, of trying to increase those crowds coming in and making it an everybody kind of activity?
2: I think there's definitely a move towards it um, for our industry as a whole, um, but you also have in, uh, institutions that are much older than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, Theater Squared is just in its 18th season right now, so relatively young. We just became legal adults. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you definitely, you know, I think there are a number of factors that go into into that, you know uh with your location what other theater is there in the area um what is the support like um i think one thing um that is important to us and what sets us apart from maybe other arts organizations um some of the other arts organizations in our area is that we're um a producing theater and not a presenting theater so Mm -hmm. we're building everything in house um everything is made here and that's different than uh, presenting organizations where, uh, like the Walton Arts Center, where they're having shows, uh, where they're having it's the big touring, touring shows, shows yeah. brought in and mm-hmm. things like that. And they have probably a little less, a little less leeway to be able to build things the way they want to because yeah. it's just it's a slightly different business model yeah. and that's okay. You know, theater all thrives in, you know, in whichever area is meant to be in. But I think that's one thing as a producing organization um, that allows us to be innovative and kind of make those choices for our community, for our organization as a whole. But in general, I think there is certainly a shift um, because, you know, with the pandemic, we saw a, a steep drop off and that's industry wide. Right. And, you know, other other mediums just became more readily accessible. And so it's important for us as an industry to be able to get back to um, get back to how do we make things accessible? And so it's not just about programming, but it's about literally making it accessible and and reintroducing people to the theater Yeah,
0: well i mean you see that in in live sports as well i mean it's all becoming more about the experience mm-hmm. because you know with prices getting where they were and you know i have a 70 inch tv i don't gotta fight traffic i can you know right. i don't gotta pay like overpay for food or you know it's like so that was having a major impact and so i could see with streaming and everything there how that could have a, a serious impact on you guys's industry throughout 100%. the pandemic yeah
1: something to uh kind of go along with what you're mentioning in terms of like different organizations having those different setups um you know you all are really close uh, geographically to walton art center and we do have all of these different groups up here that we've mentioned um and it's it, maybe i'm misreading it but i think like northwest arkansas has it seems like more arts programs and, and groups per capita than many other places around the country? Um, I mean, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I know they had the Tulsa Performing Arts Center and a couple of smaller like community groups and whatnot, but nothing on the scale of like a theater squared or even like smaller groups like
0: Trike Theater with the camps
1: that they do for kids and things mm-hmm. like that, right?
0: What which they just merged with somebody I can't remember who, uh, Trike Theater off the top of my head. I, I just can't, I, oh, I know uh, they did. Uh,
2: Ballet, yes. one of the ballet, I think the, yes. Ozark Ballet
0: Theater. Yes.
1: yes, yes. So, so, but we have all these groups, uh, which really speaks, I think, to the want for these art programs in mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas. So, what makes NWA such a great hub for these
0: arts programs,
1: to where you see so many programs that that are speaking to all of these different facets of performing arts?
0: like, like even do you down know the, or is it at the community level you know with the Victory Theater in downtown Rogers yeah. you know like like there's a I love it I'm not <laughs> yeah by no means am I critiquing it I
1: think it's fantastic I I just am curious cuz like I said it's I really don't see that kind of uh community buy-in to performing arts quite like you see it here in Northwest Arkansas like and and that may not be something that you have you know the stats to answer but I was just curious <laughs> if you had an idea like what what do we think is driving that in Northwest Arkansas
2: I you know it's, I don't know that I can actually quantify it because it's especially coming from not Northwest Arkansas, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from these different areas is something really remarkable about being in an area that is so supportive and so bought into these things. And I don't I don't know if it's just like the the Northwest Arkansas vibe. I don't. I'm not sure if Collaboration
0: is is a if, Northwest Arkansas yeah, trade. It like, really is.
2: There I don't I don't even know that I could point to stats besides, you know, we, we want the same as as people living in Northwest Arkansas and Arkansas in general, like we want the same quality of life, access to access to all of the things that you see in these major hubs. And why shouldn't we have that here? Why shouldn't we be able to access those things uh, just because we're in this location, you know, Oh, we're not in New York. We're not in Chicago um, and no knock to those places. But, you know, we, we deserve that same access to a thriving arts and culture scene Um, through a thriving, you know, entrepreneurial scene and all of the things that our region has to offer. Um, So I don't know that I could point to stats specifically, besides there's just that desire. They're all there. And and why why, shouldn't we have it?
0: Exactly. Well, and that's why I asked earlier, because, you know, we have so many people that have relocated from Chicago have, you know, the West Coast, Denver, Dallas, Austin, um, you know, where they had access to this. And so it's we have so many things in Northwest Arkansas that somebody came from out of town Mm -hmm and said, I had this back home, so we want it here now, and would make it happen.
2: Yeah, 100%. Uh,
1: You know, that's what I love around here, is there are so many uh, great ideas that get imported into the region, Mm -hmm. and then get made real, or they get to add on to different programs that already existed to then continue on that evolution. I think that's probably what has helped the performing arts around here, is is getting that that, uh, buy-in. When it comes to uh, some of the programs you've done for kids and for families, I wanted to touch on a little bit, um, just what you've seen in terms of those programs uh, and like kids buying into it. Because I know, like, again, with my son, as soon as he was uh, kind of shown that stuff, immediately he wanted to go home. He wanted to see any musical we could pull up, so we showed him Hamilton on on Disney Plus. <laughs> he got and he was all in on that. And then we had to turn on captions because he's a huge reader right now. So we wanted to try and read it. Uh, then he couldn't keep up with it, so we had to turn the captions <laughs> back off. But we had, uh, uh, we've had we had to really kind of give him uh, just as much as he could handle at that point. And I know that he's just one in a, a long group of people, I'm sure, that have been exposed to those kinds of programs. Uh, what's the drive for you all to to really get those kids invested? And, and do you have any stories that you can share, anything that really uh, will tell folks just how important it is to to get kids involved when they're that age?
2: Yeah, I mean... <sighs> Oh, man. There, there, there's so much to say about it. So <laughs> art, arts education is, is a vital piece of how we thrive as a society. hmm and being able to offer different programmings, um, different access, to, you know, to theater and, and arts education is really vital to our mission as a whole. Um, it is, is how we keep things connected. and it's also how you build up your next generation. Um, we've had so many, we've had so many students whose lives have been touched um, through theater and who have then gone into the industry, and then you know, put that work back out for the community, which is you know, is it, there's such a reciprocal nature to it, and so being able to provide that hub, being able to provide um, for what a lot of kids is a safe space, um, a chance to explore their identity mm-hmm. and learn who they are. Um, you're reaching kids at really a, a pivotal moment um, in their development, and having that opportunity to express and you know, express yourself is really, I think, really important. And so when we have these, uh, when we have our different um, arts education programs, we we're providing that opportunity, and so we have our um, we have a schools tour that we do um, that goes throughout Arkansas and into Oklahoma and Missouri that reaches oh, wow. twelve thousand plus students. Um, we have classes so that's annual twelve thousand. Holy smokes! Yes, um, we have <laughs> uh, we have our. Um, uh, we do uh, school performances. Um, so when we're doing uh, whenever we have our shows on stage, schools can come in to see shows. I think we've got three Christmas Carol school matinees going nice. um, yeah. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm guessing that's a little toned down version from what's on the on, on the main stage.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, some, they, they switch it up every now and then. They're like, okay, we'll keep it keep it PG for the kids. Um, um, we Muppet ha- Christmas Carol. There, that's yeah, what I'm, yeah. there yeah. we go.
0: Yes.
1: Throw that one in. As long as the guy playing Scrooge plays it completely deadpan, just like the yes. movie, you're yep. good to go. Yep. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Um, we also, you know, we have classes throughout the year um, in in all different disciplines. So there's playwriting, there's musical theater, there's acting. Improv classes, anything that you kind of want to explore, and then of course we have um, our amazing summer camp program, and that you know it runs June through early August, Um, and there's a ton of opportunities for kids to just get involved. And much like uh, our our regular programming, we also don't want price to be a barrier, and so we offer scholarships. Um, Anyone who who need you know who needs wants that opportunity they can they can have that opportunity and so that's something really important to us um and we see we see that repaid tenfold um we one of our uh we have uh, an apprentice program right now oh, nice. early, early career apprentices and one of our apprentices right now is someone who Went through, oh, uh, wow. went through our education programming as um, when when they're coming up, and now as a young adult, um, early in their career, are able to learn more <laughs> about the awesome. trade and the craft career and, pathways. And so, you know, like creating those deep, you know, those deep lines for people to be able to grow and learn and explore who they are. Like that's that's why arts education is important, and that's you know that's just a hint of what we do.
0: Yeah. You talked about expression and self-expression, um, and you know, not all art is for everyone. You know, we all have different tastes. You know, we're not all not all into the same music or same you know same books or shows or whatever. Um, how do you go about balancing that to try to you know? Be able to have artists that can express themselves, or plays, or topics that that you hit, but still also balancing the audience and you know things like that. What, what what's that process look like in terms of how you select what plays you're going to do?
2: It is a very long process. It's actually <laughs> it's pretty much ongoing. We're we're right in the middle of it right now. No, oh, it so never we'll, stops
0: because you always got it. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: we're we're always doing it. So you know. Oh, boy. I was just like, how technical should I get? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you know, uh, myself, um, our artistic team, other members of our staff are, um, are always reading shows. Um, we're always present to what's going on in our industry, what's mm-hmm. popular in our industry. Um, there's also an idea of, um, of timeliness or time, timelessness. And there's, there's a little balance of that. We want to do those shows that are going to draw people in and give them their first introduction to the theater. Um, But we also want to do those shows that are going to make people think. And we talk a lot. um, We talk a lot in our selection about um, lessening the distance between humans, and that's what we do. Mm. Um, That's what we do as a theater. And so, to your point, yes, we have. um, We have these moments. In time where it's like, oh, this, you know, like we differ on on this a little bit. Um, but when you're sitting in a theater, when you're watching a story, which is, you know, at the heart, a human story, maybe it opens your perspective a little bit and allows you to experience something from a different mindset that you haven't been able to do before And so being able to select a wide range of shows that that highlight and uplift um, a number of different backgrounds and experiences is really important to us as an organization um, because it does allow us, you know, it allows us to do all of those things. And if we can send someone home... After they've gone to the theater and make them laugh, make them cry, um, make them think, then we are we are doing our job as an arts organization, um, and you know, in strengthening ourselves as individuals and as a community.
1: Sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes you want to get those experiences where you know you you go in and you get the that extra emotional oomph oh, yeah. given to you whenever you're you're uh, uh, experiencing something like that i mean i know a lot of times like when i go to the movie theater that's not what i'm going for definitely not versus uh you know musicals and plays that's uh, something that just i've always enjoyed and and something my wife and i enjoy getting to do together And now that we have kids it's been huge for us to get to uh kind of explore those emotional paths that that you can do which has been really great for for me i've got two boys so Uh, having to or getting to teach them more about emotional depth and how it's okay to have emotions is much easier when i can go to like plays and things and i can show them like you know uh characters that are going through uh x amount of ideas and whatnot and and walk them through that stuff afterwards whereas i never have the words available at the time (laughs) i get those questions when they're live right um you know talking a little bit and then we'll have one more question here at the end just just for funsies but Talking about the kids and and kind of their development, uh, a lot of studies have shown that art programs in schools boost academic achievement, critical thinking skills, as well as the social and emotional development, kind of like what I was talking about. Um, In the 2019-2020 school year, which was the last one we had public data available, 87% of public elementary and secondary schools offered some sort of visual and performing arts instruction, which impacts uh, over 80% of students across uh, the United States. What do you think is um, a driving factor for why performing arts has been one of the more stable arts electives in the country? Because you do see so many arts programs getting cut left and right, and yet in Northwest Arkansas, obviously, we have a lot of investment. We have things like uh, Arkansas Arts Academy and whatnot that strive to make sure that arts in general are protected, but so many art programs, bands, choirs, things like that are getting cut, but performing art seems to be doing okay. Why do we think there's that emphasis? Like,
2: I, I think the performing arts, there, there's so much, um, that, that you can translate in the performing arts. And so, we have. Um, speaking of our arts programs, we have um, a teen council, um, which is a group of. I think we got like twenty or twenty-five high school students that meet throughout the year. All of these students are not necessarily interested in theater. Um, they're going to go off to do different paths um, as they as they go, you know go throughout their lives. But there's there's so much that the performing arts can teach us about other things. So there's, you know, there's the literary or language arts connection. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's your skills when it comes to just being a public speaker and confidence building. Um, you have your, tech, um, you know, your technical side of performing arts um, where you get to use your math and creative skills when you're figuring out how do I build this thing and how do I you know, how do I make this light placement work? color? You know, yeah. There, it translates into so many different areas. And I think besides just the core of the performing arts and theater, um, which is just that it is, is something that is intrinsically, you know, human and all of us like storytelling is a very human thing. Um, it translates in so many ways to where I, I, I see why you know, it's one of the areas mm-hmm. that's a little bit more staple um, because it does teach you, like you said, those those critical those critical thinking skills and it allows you to expand uh, whatever your frame of reference is and look a little bit outside of of what you know your core of knowing mm-hmm. is. And so I think that's I think that's an important piece to it. Um, I, I do think also though, that there are you know, as we continue um, in 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 the world, um, I think there is a shift, and we we still see um, arts education programs being cut or underfunded, and that's really that's really challenging. And so, I know part of what we do as an organization um, is especially making concerted efforts um, to reach those areas or school districts that don't have as much, uh, that maybe don't have as much mm-hmm. funding or how can we reach those schools? Because you miss out, you mm-hmm. know, you miss out on that opportunity and, and that's, that can be yeah. really challenging, especially if they've had access to it before. So it's important for us as an organization to be able to make sure that we're reaching, reaching those students, reaching those areas as much as we can.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, like, uh, McDonald County in Missouri, it has a much different, high school experience and, and you know elementary experience then northwest arkansas right. even though they're just one county up so mm-hmm. yeah so um that all being said
1: i do have this is more of the the fun uh question to to kind of draw us to a close here but uh having been in the theater realm for so long i'm sure you've got a program that you uh a love to work on and then probably a musical or two that are just or, or play that that have been your favorite to witness? What were they, and you know, what would you encourage others out there if they ever get a chance? Like, if they see something is coming into the town, what's like a must see that they have to check out?
2: Oh my god, a must see! Yeah, oh my gosh, there's there's so many. <laughs> I'm sure there's so many, which is why I also well, gave you the yeah, caveat again, of like, like <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: what's what's been their favorite one that you have have personally worked on, whether as a, a stage director or a uh,
1: you or an know executive an, director, an executive or, yeah. director, like. What's been like the funnest one to work on?
2: Oh my gosh, there there are lots of fun ones. I think one of my one of my favorite shows, or a couple of the favorite shows I've worked on at T2, I'll say, mm-hmm. um, is Once, which is a musical um, based off of based off of the movie. Um, I think it's a little deep, heartwarming kind of love story, but it's also uh, God, it's just so good. I was just like I'm probably i probably I'm going to do a terrible job of explaining. So I that's not what that show is about, but it's what it okay. was about
0: to you. And yes, that's what matters. That's and what what that
1: matters. reaction, you know, when you get that, ah, like that, that <laughs> I can't even put it into words. That's, that's good. Yep. We, yes, um, I like that.
2: <laughs> an, another show, um, that I also really enjoyed working on, um, was this, it was a world premiere show that we did, um, called the champion, mm. um, is, uh, a story about Nina Simone. Mm, and, nice. oh my God, that, that was also one of those, it was one of those deep plays that, that made you think and kind of go home with something. Um, but I also really love our light and, you know, our, our lighthearted shows, things that just make you laugh and have a good time when you go to the theater. Um, we did uh, Miss Bennett, Christmas at Pemberley. Um, this season we did Dial In for Murder and, mm-hmm. like, who does not, who doesn't <laughs> love a nice little murder mystery, yeah. you know? Um, so th- there are so many. Um, so I definitely, you know, I'd certainly encourage people to see those. I think we have some great shows coming up um, this can, season. Can you,
0: can you give us a little preview? I can.
2: I can yes, I can All tell right. you our other shows Inside this scoop
0: on the Chamber um, Voice of Business podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have uh, we have currently yes um, a Christmas Carol which is like your family tradition and oh we, yeah we love that I mean so many people who've um, who've come through or come through every year um, that's a great time we have um, what the Constitution means to me. Um, which is going to be a great piece. We've got some wonderful actors slated for it. That's uh,
0: really cool. That ties right in with the civics The deal. civics was the same yes. thing. <laughs> See, it ties into Like I literally movies. just wrote a script for the Mission Minute for that, like, right before coming here. I,
2: pl- I planned that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It worked out. Yeah, <laughs> you did that, that <laughs> wonderfully. <laughs> that was a
1: great segue, yes.
2: Um, we've got a Cambodian rock band, um, which is going to be an intense and fun musical. Yes. Uh, we've got... Uh, two pieces uh, coming up that we are partnering with other theaters around the country with. Um, uh, one, a fun kind of art heist story called Laughs in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and we have another piece, which is coming al- pretty much direct from Broadway called Fat Ham. And it's a nice uh, a nice modern take on uh, Hamlet. And oh, so that's nice. that's going to be a fun piece. And then we have our world premiere of Responders. So All of that's a lot. That's a lot of shows, a lot of things that 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 we're doing, and then you know, so many other, so many other projects. Um, We're really excited uh, about our new season, which will be announced uh, very soon. Um, We're we're kind of locking in things, so I feel like my team would yell at me if I said anything Uh, right now. uh, Of course, that's
1: okay. We'll hit the little red record button here in a minute,
2: (laughs) and
1: and you'll just go online, slip (laughs) us a few things off the record, (laughs) as it were.
2: But but yeah, I mean, there's there's always such a, a great opportunity to to showcase art um, and to do things, you know, to do things for our community, and that's that's what we're really passionate about as an organization. So I think there are some great, there are always some great things out there, um, and there are some other great organizations, not just T2 um, that are doing incredible work. Um, and so, um, like you said, Trike Theater. Um, and, and, so many other places in the area. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's so great to be in, um, in an area where people support, um, support our arts community, mm-hmm. um, and keep supporting our arts community. And, you know, we, we wouldn't be here without you. So, um, we're, so keep it up, folks, yeah, keep yeah. it up, please keep
1: it up. This is great. I mean, we've got some <laughs> amazing community groups that are, are, uh, helping to bolster the performing arts in the area. You know, I can't thank the uh, groups enough for for being here to kind of give us these opportunities. Like you said, I think it's phenomenal. I know my son would uh, be. Wholly different if we hadn't gotten to expose him to some of the stuff that we've gotten to do, and then you know you were a, a drama minor and mm-hmm. I was uh, Gingerbread Boy number eight and Hansel and Gretel <laughs> at the oh, Performing there Arts uh, way back when, forever ago, and and did a bunch of that stuff. I played in all the you know orchestras and whatnot throughout high school and college and had fun with that. So I was more the musical guy, but that's okay. You have the beard for the full drama, exactly, exactly, and the black <laughs> shirt.
0: It's so a a it all beard. works. It all works. Yeah, yeah, I really
1: you know I was going with the. Faux mock turtleneck thing, almost going. I I really, I need the beret to pass it off. I think
0: you do. (laughs) We'll make
1: it work. Well, with that, I want to pass it back to you, Steve, to do our real quick closing. Uh, Before we do that, I want to thank Shannon again for being here with Theater Squared. Cannot uh, thank you enough for all of your insights and tidbits, and again, it really makes it much more impactful than, you know, the uh, two goop here trying to convince people of certain things. Art is important. Yeah. Yeah, art is important. <laughs> Performing arts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. It's always great to have an expert, so we, we, we appreciate that. Uh, again, gingerbread boy number eight in Hansel and Gretel, just saying.
0: <laughs> but no, Shannon, I, I echo what Nick said. I just, I appreciate you taking your time to come up here today and, and visit with us and just learn more about the wonderful work that that uh, T2 or Theater Squared is doing. Just absolutely fantastic. I can't, if you go, you're going to have a great time. That That's all I can say. I've never had a negative experience anytime I've been there. So, um, but again, before we close out here, I do want to thank our sponsor, podcastvideos.com. Uh, we are super, super excited about what's coming uh, over the next few weeks here with them as we move into 2024. And, and as we look to you know figure out the podcast in twenty twenty four as well, we're starting to map right. out map out That's first right. quarter. It's crazy to say that we're we're doing that already. So, but uh, again, tremendous thank you to them. And uh, Nick, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find all the places for all, all, the, places. all the places. That's that right. You can find the podcast.
1: The uh, you can find the podcast anywhere you can find most podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple. Uh, you can uh, download, like us. We're going to make sure we share this on all of the social media. That's YouTube, what we try to do. And that's right. There. We also <laughs> will have uh, continue to be posting this on YouTube. Uh, again, I want to thank our guest, uh, Shannon Jones, for coming down here onto the panel with us. Thank podcastvideos.com as our presenting sponsor. And thank you, the listener, for putting up with us for this long so far.
0: Uh, thank <laughs> you all. we're recording and episode 100 in two days. That's so, right. Yeah. That's
1: right. Our 100th episode of the podcast coming out. Before you know it, before the end of 2023, <laughs> I'm making it, happen. it That's will right. happen. That's right. Thank you guys so much, and we will catch you later. All right. See
0: ya.